As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You've got conversations with my dummy by the tail, and I'm your pal, your buddy Steve Charney. We have two guests today. Later in the show, we'll be hearing from Hank Nemark. He'll be singing a version of Old Joe Clark on the banjo. He and I wrote this version together, a lot of new verses, and we reworked the old ones as well. I'm helping him on guitar and singing on the chorus. And we also have Michael Cooney coming up, great folk singer from Maine, and he's singing the classic, I'm My Own Grandpa. I figured before I play you the recording I did with him, I'd explain why it works, because it's hard to follow the song, especially when it gets convoluted with uncles and children and such. But I'll give you the essence, okay? And Harry, why don't you help me? Okay, Steve. Let's say my father married my grown-up stepdaughter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Then your stepdaughter would become your stepmother, right? Sure. I mean, whoever is married to my father is my mother. <laughs> In this case, that would be my stepdaughter. Ah, so she'd be your daughter and your mother at the same time. Yeah. Weird, right? Now, my stepmother's mother would naturally be my grandmother. You got that? Sure, because your mother's mother is your grandmother. And who's your stepmother's mother? My wife. Wow. So you would be married to your grandmother. Your wife is your grandmother. And who is she married to? Me. <laughs> so wait, that makes you... My own grandpa. Wow. And you're also your own grandson besides. Yep. Okay, so let's listen to this interview I did with Michael Cooney, and then he starts singing the song, and we'll see if you can follow it. Michael, say hello to the to the gang. Hello to the gang. Yes. Now, let me tell you something. This is a special treat for me to have Michael Cooney as my guest, because I have had the cheese stands alone since high school. Yeah. I don't think I told you this before. Oh, dear. I used to listen to that. So the pressure's on. Oh, my. <laughs> I love that. In fact, I have the second part, because I wore it down. That's how much I liked it that much. Yeah, so I've been a big fan of yours for years. Michael, you come from Maine, correct? Friendship, Maine. Friendship, Maine. Are they, yeah. They are friendly there? Yeah, they're relatively friendly. <laughs> I don't know. Maine, Mainers generally are not known for their friend friendliness. <laughs> yeah, right. But you seem pretty friendly. Can you tell me how you get, how you get to Walterboro? <laughs> well, my brother-in-law generally takes me. <laughs> oh, I never heard that one. I know the, uh, does this road go to Walterboro? No, it just stays right where it is. Yeah. Now, you play banjo, you play guitar, and you have a lot of relatives. <laughs> <laughs> How about a grandpa? Do you have a grandpa? <laughs> I, I have a grandpa. Yeah, you want to hear about my... Yeah, let me hear about your grandpa. <laughs> many, many years ago when I was 23, I was married to a widow who was pretty as could be. This widow had a grown-up daughter who had hair of red. My father fell in love with her and soon the two were wed. 
This made my dad my son-in-law, changed my very life. My daughter was my mother cause she was my father's wife. To complicate the matter, even though it brought me joy, I soon became the father of a bouncing baby boy. This little baby then became a brother-in-law to dad. And so he was my uncle, though it made me very sad. For if he is my uncle, then that also makes him brother to the widow's lovely daughter, who of course is my stepmother. Father's wife then had a child which kept them on the run. And he became my grandchild, cause he was my daughter's son. My wife, she is my mother's mother, and it makes me blue. Because although she is my wife, she's my grandmother too. Now if she is my grandmother, I am her grandchild. And every time I think of it, it nearly drives me wild. For now I have become the strangest case you ever saw. As husband to my grandmother, I am my own grandpa. I'm my own grandpa. I'm my own grandpa. It sounds funny, I know, but it really is so. Oh, I'm my own grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> the great thing about that is it really works out. It's it it's, hard, it's hard to like follow it when you're listening to it for the first time, but if you really follow it, it works out. It works, yeah. It's great. So you are your own grandpa. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you Mainers. Who wrote that song? That's an old song, isn't it? Two, two guys in New York City about 60, 70 years ago wrote mm. that after reading something by Mark Twain about how it was possible. Uh-huh, uh-huh, Mark Twain, yeah, you figure that, figure you give him credit for something weird like that. Sure. Michael Cooney is my guest. I want to thank you for coming on, coming on board and singing I'm my own grandpa. Maybe we'll work that out later, who knows. Thanks a lot, Mike. Oh, my pleasure. Michael Cooney has left, but Harry has appeared. Yes, Steve, and it's an important day for me. Why? I'm thinking of running for office. Yeah, are <laughs> you? What? As a Democrat? Nah, Democrats wouldn't have me. All right, uh, as a Republican. Can you see me as a Republican? I don't think so. Uh, independent? Well, I wish I was. You're, you're not independent? As long as you are behind every move, I'm as dependent as they come, Steve. All right, then what party will you run with? The only party that'll have me. The Poetic Party! But... You're not a poet. Sure I am. I'm a poet and I know it. My feet show it. I wear Longfellows. What does that mean? I have the soul of a poet. The temperament of a poet. The finances of a poet. You got it. Have they ever won an election, this party? No, but they don't care. They're poets, man! They don't need a window stinking election. They spurn money. They spurn success. So you don't care if you win or lose? Not on your life. Winning and losing aren't important. We're poets. It's more important to get across our points. And what points would that be? Ah, that's for me to know and you to find out. Can I come to a debate and find out? Debate? We don't hold those stinking debates. But you can come to a poetry reading. That's just as good. Will you read one of your poems at the reading? Sure, I have to. I'm running for office. What office? Any office I can get. I need an office. Why? To write my poetry in! Are you going to make a speech? Only if it rhymes. Can I hear your speech? Yeah. 
I gotta practice it anyway, Steve. I have it written down on this piece of paper here. <clears throat> I will stand in front of the poets of the world and recite this poem. And anyone else will listen to you. Anybody. I'm a poet in the party with a poem. I need an office because I have no home. It's nice to help the homeless. You can also help the poemless by voting for a poet of your own. I'm a poet in the party with a verse. I'll be your honest rep, perhaps the first. I promise if elected, I'll keep government neglected and keep writing poems about the universe. I'm a poet in the party with the rhymes. Because I am a poet, I don't have dimes. I need your vote tonight so I can have a place to write. I just need the office space to write my lines. Danny Kay, going to be doing eight call. I'm a little bit nervous, nervous. That was an old hit from the... Yeah, and I'm Steve Charney, your friendly ventriloquist on the radio. Yeah, Steve, you got it so easy being a ventriloquist on the radio. Any ventriloquist would, would give us right on to do that. It's true. <laughs> I got that pretty easy. I don't even have to really work your controls. I don't have to worry about moving my mouth. No, Steve, it's a piece of cake for you. Anyone would live love that. Yeah, well. So it goes. I have other problems, though. Yeah, you certainly do, Steve. You certainly do. For instance, you joining the poetical party. Sure sounds like a lot like a political party. Don't confuse the two. What's poetical, what's political? But if you're running for office, doesn't that make you political? Just because a politician tries to write a poem, does that make him poetical? All right, I see your point. So, so even though you have a platform, you're not sullying it with politics. Sure I am. What kind? Linking rings, card magic, coins and ropes. That's not politics. Oh, <laughs> did you say politics? I'm sorry. I thought you said parlor tricks. I plan to stand on a wooden platform and perform parlor tricks. This whole thing sounds like a ploy to be a goofball. Ah, us politicians are not afraid to be goofballs. We've been goofballs for thousands of years. And we've been neglected long enough. Take Daniel Webster, the author of the dictionary. Wait, 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 wait. That wasn't Daniel Webster. That was Noah. Uh-uh. Noah built the ark. Noah, he didn't. He wrote in the dictionary. So who built the ark? Uh, I think it was Joan. Ah! I thought Joan of Arc had a vision. She did. Do you know what it was? Yes, 2020. No, no. 2020 is television. I'm talking about Joan's vision. Joan's vision? Didn't he see the inside of a whale? That was Pinocchio. Ah! You're saying that Pinocchio built an ark. What? Pinocchio was made of wood. He could have been the ark. I made a wood. So you could be your own platform. Maybe we're brothers. Who? Me and Daniel Webster. Are you saying you're the devil? The devil and Daniel Webster? This is a devil of a conversation. What does that mean? Look it up in the dictionary. Which one? The one that Daniel Webster wrote. But he didn't write the dictionary. That was Noah. Are you sure it wasn't yes, sir? Can we stop this conversation if I promise to vote for you on election day? Yes. Okay, then I promise to vote for you. <laughs> I get more votes that way. Now let's hear Hank Nemark and me singing a newer version of Old Joe Clark. Hank is playing banjo. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Quiet on the set. <laughs> Old Joe Clarky had a gal. Her name was Jackie Brown. And every tooth in Jackie's head was 16 inches round. Joe invited me for lunch, his house was all a clutter. I stubbed my toe on the table egg, my face fell in the butter. See you later, old Joe Clark, this song is getting worse. 
I'll be in a padded cell if there's another verse. I won't wet that divorcee, tell you the reason why. She has so many little brats, all I do is cry. That biker chick has greasy hands, and that's why we won't wed. Cause when she hugs me late at night, I slide right out of bed. See you later, old Joe Clark. See you later, friend. I'm heading to Siberia if this song won't end. My mother called me down to eat, get up you lazy sinner, we need your sheet for a tablecloth and it's almost time for dinner. Old Joe Clark, he had a gal, she was eight feet tall, she'd sleep in the kitchen with her feet stuck in the hall. See you later, old Joe Clark, see you later, friend, I'm gonna smash these instruments so the song will end. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here. Yes. Can you take a time out from your, uh, well, strenuous campaigning to do a little strange facts? Oh, yes, I believe I can. Good. As long as we do it in rhyme. No, we're not going to do it in rhyme. Okay. I'll settle for anything we can get. I'll do the first one. Go ahead. Which one of the states uh, gets Lee Sunshine? Uh, which one? I don't know. Florida? <laughs> Very funny. Alaska. Sunshine's there about 31% of the time. Yikes. Woo, cold and dark. Oh, that's a nice place to be. But what is nice is real nice. Yeah. Okay, you do the next one. Okay, let's see. No matter how many church weddings you have attended, you have never seen a bride... Walk down the aisle. Yeah, what are you talking about, man? I'm serious, Steve. You have never seen a bride walk down an aisle. Why? Why? Because the aisles in the church are the walkways that go lengthwise down both sides. You see? And they're separated from the main by pillars. What the bride walks down is the nave. <laughs> right. Glass. Longer glass stays underwater, the stronger it gets. Naval researchers say nothing else is like that. If you're about to buy a used car, look at the brake pedal. It can't tell you how far the car has traveled, but it will indicate whether the previous owner was a gentle driver or a hot-foot highballer. The greater the wear on that pedal, the higher the repair bills, usually. Okay, that's a good thing to look. Most people kick the tires. Well, no. Kick the brake pedal. Okay, those family tree experts think there are about 3.5 million people nationwide directly descended from John Alden and Priscilla of Mayflower fame. 
That romantic pair had 11 children, who in turn had a whole bunch. Oh, this one's interesting. Lions are lousy parents. They beat up their cubs frequently, fatally. This has been proven. Uh Uh-huh. And a penguin is stupid. Toss a live fish on the ground and the bird won't recognize it as food. Yet wiggly fishes plucked out of the water are just about all a penguin eats. Mm Mm-hmm. Not much sounds as lonely as the howl of a wolf. And that's as it should be. It has now been determined by natural scientists that loneliness is what prompts a wolf to howl. That's its way of finding the other wolves when it gets separated from the pack. Makes sense. Every animal that fights with its teeth lays back its ears when doing so. If it's a well-kept zoo, the animals inside probably produce a sizable number of offspring. That's how the experts judge the quality of the zoo, by the breeding. Unhappy beasts don't reproduce. And it's a rare monkey that is an exceedingly nearsighted. <laughs> and there we have it for today. Strange and amazing facts. Yes, none of that, all of them are that amazing or that strange. You know, interesting. We like to believe that at least they're all interesting. So maybe we should change it to interesting facts. Mm, no, it doesn't have the same punch. What is that small tub of water you brought in a little while ago? Well, oh, that? that oh, oh, I was hoping you'd do me a favor, Steve. You know, what's the favor? Would you stand on the table and dive into that small tub of water? Steve, I happen to have a hundred bucks right here. It, it's yours if you do it. Really? Yeah, here's the money right here. Come on, what's the trick? Steve, I'm surprised at you. I wouldn't trick you. Listen, you want the money or not? Right, here it goes. One, two, three. See, that's great! Harry, I'm soaking wet! Oh, come on! Help me out of here! Alright, Steve, just grab my arm there. Come on. Upsy daisy, Steve! Oh! I'm soaking! Oh! Come on, one pull! There we go! Oh! I feel like an idiot. But a rich idiot, Steve! I still say there's a trick somewhere. I'm soaking wet! No trick, Steve! Now, would you do me another favor? Just hand me that towel over there. I'm soaking. Now, wait, wait a sec. Where's my hundred dollars? Oh, right here, Steve. I told you I would do it. Okay, now, would you do me this other favor? What is it? I want you to put on this crash helmet and jump through the window. You want me to jump through the window? Yeah, into the next room. Harry, why in the world would I ever want to do that? Because I'll give you another $100. Really? Yeah, here it is, Steve, right here. All right, hold this towel. Just put on the crash helmet like this, huh? Yeah, Steve, just put it on there. There we go. All right. All right, Harry, it's on. Good, Steve, good. All right, here it goes. Burnsy! Good work, Steve! Now get in here and pick up your hundred dollars! There he goes. He's running around the hole. He's coming in. Oh, here he comes. All right, Harry. That was the easiest two hundred dollars I ever made. Let me just get the helmet off here. Oh, I still say there's a trick somewhere. Now, do me another favor. Kiss a pig for me. A pig? Where are we going to find a pig? Well, there are some outside of the hallway, Steve. I brought them in just for this. Amazing. There's no way I'm going to embarrass myself by kissing a pig. That's just disgusting. Hundred dollars, Steve. Another hundred dollars? That's right. All right, bring them on. Actually, Steve, there are two of them. You, you can have no choice which one you want to kiss. Let me just open the door. I'll, I'll bring them in here. Funny, I didn't notice any pigs when, when I was out in the hall just a second ago. They were hiding. They were hiding. Aren't 
Stay cute, Steve. Kind of gross, actually. Go ahead, Steve. Just pick a nice one out and, and give it a big kiss. All right. Uh, how about that one? Joe, you smell you dirty enough. Right, here goes. I'll just hold my nose here. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good, good, Steve. Okay. Here's your third hundred. And let me just get these pigs out of here. Come on, little piggies. Come on. Get on. All right, close the door. There we go. Okay, Steve. I'm glad my mother said she wasn't going to be able to listen. She went on a two-week vacation today. I'd be so embarrassed if I knew my mother was listening to this. Oh, yeah, your mother, yeah. I ran into her this morning before she left. Really? Wait, was she okay? Yeah, she was fine. In fact, for a belated birthday present, she gave me $300 to give to you. Bye-bye, Steve! Hurry, get over here! You... That boy better not show his face in here. <laughs> Oh, man. This podcast is produced, written, and performed by me, Steve Charney. The Poetical Party was written with Kelly Kinyon. My website, stevecharney.com, to access more information about me than you'll ever need or want. And thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, spread the word around. Gee, where's her? <laughs> you better not show up. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.